This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good morning. This is Talking Devils, the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton, joined by United legend Paul Parker. How are you doing, Paul? I'm good, thank you, Wayne. Good, good. Lucy there. I've um, immediately tried to cut down on the introduction. Nowhere near as long as, it, as what it has been, but you know it'll be work in progress. I'll see if we can get it even shorter in the in the coming weeks. Uh, if you're if you're watching live on YouTube, if you can comment, subscribe, um, share, like. If you're watching the replay, you can comment as well. Feel free to do like, we do reply. So the comments, and if you're listening back on the audio podcast, if you can subscribe and leave a positive review, the platform you're listening on. Um, and if you're watching on Twitter now, if you can post your comments in, we still get them and we can um, in- engage them into the conversation. Um, not quite as short as I would have liked that part, Paul. I'll just say, like, if YouTube, comment, Twitter, comment, <laughs> just make barcoders like that. Um, how are you doing anyway? You had a good week? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I'm trying to relate it to football, but I can't. Um, oh, yeah, what I do? That, that tells you how much it's stuck in my head, really. <laughs> Or maybe how much I want to get out, get it out of my head. Really, I was at um, Chelsea v Villa on Friday. I was invited by somebody. I couldn't say couldn't couldn't say no. You can only say no for so long, and then all of a sudden they stop asking you. Yeah. And yeah, it, I wasn't expecting much, and I wasn't really disappointed in that sense because it lived up to everything that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But um. It's just sometimes good to, for me at this moment to go and watch a game rather than just actually go into a game and working at a game as such. Yeah. But, but it's the thing about it, I've been spoiled though, because everything that was controversial or something you had a doubt about, I never, I couldn't get a replay. Yeah. I'm just used to getting replays when I go and it, it was tough. So, um, yeah. but still, I, I went there and it's just one of those places you go to expecting. As Chelsea have been this season to maybe should have scored three in the first half and they come out second half and you think they're going to get beat or it's just going to, the game is just going to fizzle out. Yeah. And the latter happened because <laughs> it, because it was a terrible second half. Yep. Yeah, um, well, United's game wasn't terrible. It was definitely entertaining, but um, a few sort of, um, 
hairy moments in there. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, yeah, eventful FA Cup weekend. Some good, some good results around. Really, in terms of um, well, what the cup provides. Maidstones um, landmark win against Ipswich was just fantastic to see. Their um, their first goal was wonderfully taken, and you love the. I keep I can't pronounce this name. The former Wolves player who's the defender there. Ella, is it Ella Kobe? I might have got that wrong. But he was when he was doing the sermon before the game, and he was trying. I'm sure you've seen the clip of him rousing up the fans and everything outside. Um, Portman Road, a proper good old footballing ground as well, to sort of see that. Um, yeah, it was um, really good, and they've got another good tie against a championship team. Um, so hold on, hold on a minute. I saw a clip last night of Maidstone's fans as they they like to do, don't they, for the um. For the FA Cup, BBC or ITV, whenever there's a you know a, a minnow as such, they like to get all the fans together in the club or saying, and then get the draw on the TV and see what happens. The reaction of those fans with the draw they got, Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry, they were so so disappointed. So yeah, so. Di- they, they, I know what they wanted, but I mean, it's still that's still a good a good draw for them, right? You know, I mean, no, I think they they wanted more. They got greedy. I mean, it's fantastic that your Maidstone has got. Remember, Maidstone, I could jump in my car and be there in about forty minutes, just yeah. over the Dart, just go over the Dartford Bridge. But and to be honest, it's full of Londoners. To be honest, Maidstone, South Londoners, and that, and they had that taste of going to, you know, like. Portman Road is a fa- Ipswich is a fantastic club, a historic ground as far as I'm concerned because of you know the legendary managers that have been there, um, and they've got they've got over that hurdle and it was fantastic, a great game to watch as well, and then they get the draw, and they wanted they wanted that they wanted a bigger name, they just wanted a big name, they would have just they would just give them anyone from the, most teams from the Premier League I'm going to say and they would have been happy, but. For me, the opportunity for them mate, um, to maybe go and get Sheffield Wednesday and the opportunity to go and play at Hillsborough, for me, is fantastic for them. Because I still know Hillsborough is still a ground where so many FA Cup Cup semi-finals are played at. You know, yeah. it's just one of those grounds you just, for me, you just got to tick off if you're a fan, you want to go there and watch a game. I mean, I played there on numerous occasions, but they, they, were, they were definitely upset about it. Yeah, you know, they are. I, you know, Maybe their older fans would go Hillsborough, and they'll end up they'll end up going, getting Coventry, and that. But just might just be a lot. They just might go. Oh no! Be a, be literally being sent to Coventry. Yeah, uh, that's a phrase for the older people. Um, people, have, I can class me and Paul in the same generation as that. I don't think people say it that often these days. Um, <laughs> Robbie um, says good morning, gents from Dublin. Good morning, Robbie. Hope you're doing well, mate. Um, all right, let's talk about Newport to Manchester United four. Bruno Fernandes, Kobe Mainu, Anthony, Rasmus Oyland. Um, that's the list of the scorers, but really it's only half the story of the game. And the game, um, I mean, United started so well. They looked really slick. Um, did as well as you could expect to do with League 2 opposition. In fact, you know, at one point it looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. And then, as Manchester United tend to do in this current era, Individuals got a little bit too greedy. They started shooting on sight. They started looking for themselves rather than the team. Newport see a way to get back into the match. Um, and to be fair, they they took it really well. I mean, talk about teamwork, but they, it was 
really that individual effort just before off time that put the cat amongst the pigeons. They score early on in the second half, and for a, a long period of that game, I'm going to say like maybe an hour or so, it looked like um, it looked like a competition. And really, you shouldn't be saying that again about Manchester United against the League Two team. It should look like the the golf is quite obvious. Um, United have this tendency, we've talked about it on the podcast before, looking like they're in a tight competition no matter who they're playing against. And I sent, I sent a message to you, Paul, it, was, it feels like whenever United play any game of football over the last three years, probably even longer than that, it feels like they're playing the team above them in the table or one, one place below. Um, no matter who it is, like for good or bad, it always feels like that. Um, and really... <laughs> Anthony's goal shows speculative effort really that spares United's blushes because United then can um, ease a little bit. They played with a little bit more freedom after, I mean, for the last 10 minutes or so, and then Oiland scoring, um, which was probably, apart from Cobby scoring, which those were two main takeaways from the game for United as, as far as positives are concerned because you need, it's good for both of those players to score goals. But really, the heart of the game, Paul, is in Newport's um, fire back, and that's what made it a, a good cup tie. Um, you've been in those kind of games with United before, Wayne. You're on a bit of a hiding to nothing. I mean, we can't sit here and praise United for the performance because, you know, it, it wasn't very good. Um, everyone sort of said so afterwards. I don't think anyone's hiding behind that. But we can sit and praise Newport for what they did. So let, let's do that first of all. They made, I mean, they turned that. That's from 2 0 down to make that into a cup tie like they did was just very worthy of a lot of praise from both of us. Yeah, and they've got that, they've got that reputation, Newport as well, over the, you know, the way, you know, the way they've been, you know, especially more so since they've been back in the Football League. Because I managed my, I managed my tip when I was managing Chelmsford City in the Southern Premier. I was going to Newport County. I was playing yeah. at a different ground, like an outflex track with mock stands around it. And it was all it was always okay at home. But you go there and play in that part of Wales and it was a it was it was eye opening, I must say. It was just you just knew you was in for a physical battle. The locals didn't like you and I think United had that as well. But like you say, they started well, got the goal, got the first goal, which is so, so important. You think, OK, that's great. Get the seconds and you think, oh, but then they they do what they normally do, what they've done on a few occasions this season, giving away leads and two-goal advantage and just haven't recovered. And maybe because it was up against, you know, Newport County and maybe a bit of good fortune, why they never lost that game because it, strange to say it and it doesn't make any sense to say it but that game could have gone either way yeah. the next goal was so important for those two sides at 2-2 and it looked more likely that Newport were the ones who were going to get it And but you have to say that the two centre-halves done really really well they were competitive throughout I was kind of thinking myself that Johnny, you wanted the Johnny Evans in that in that middle just that giving you know, someone who knows how to go and dig in but I thought um, Varane and Martinez done very, very well. Yeah. You know, especially Martinez coming back from where he's come. It was an easy one. 
found it strange when he got taken off because the timing of the, of the substitutions didn't make much sense to me. The game wasn't in a good place for Manchester United. Well, it never was in that second half because even I, I mean, I text you and I kind of said, talked about the possession-wise, you know, it was terrible. The tension of the ball for Manchester United was terrible. And it wasn't so much just about bad passes. It was just there wasn't enough options around. That's why you're never going to get what they had maybe this time last year of Casemiro because yeah. he just hasn't got enough players in contact in contact with him when he's got the ball. Too many players running away, looking for glory rather than coming to the ball and trying to keep possession to try and make to trying to make glory and trying to get some passes, take the tension out of the game, stop Newport being physical up against individuals because they can't get close because the ball's being moved around quickly. And all of that, what you expect to do, to go up against a side, a lower division side, a side that is looking to get close, to get physical, to close you down quickly. You just have to shift the ball and there wasn't enough players who were going looking looking for the ball. Mm. Um, and that's why the likes of Casemiro, he struggled to get to get any control in the game. You might as well have taken him, taken him off because the game wasn't set around rules for him to play in if you're the if you're a Newport County you're pleased with what you've done because you've counseled out someone who tries to control the game of football in midfield and Newport either done their job very well or players a lot of players fell for Manchester United and I'm going with the latter on that one because I just saw wide players who just dribbled Granacho every one Rave, trying their best to rave about him because he's come through the ranks. I just wonder how much he's learning, how much yeah. he's absorbing because he's he doesn't seem to what he's to, what's going in is not being absorbed. It's going straight out. He just runs the fullback in the second. They they made a they made a change. They went to a back four. They put a right put uh, moved the lad to right back. Can't remember his name, but they took him off near the end. And that's when Ganacho got in the game. But after two or three times, he must have realised he wasn't going to beat him for pace. Yeah. So you think to yourself, you know, he's learnt already. Then he's going to have to maybe drop a shoulder, step inside, try and play one-twos off of Hoyland. But he doesn't want to involve Hoyland. He wants to still try and go around the outside, still looking to run into, into players in the middle to try and shoot. And how many times did he did things get blocked? How many times when he's in midfield, when he's tried to beat people, when he could have just played it off to pass, to move? It's, is he not listening to the manager or is the manager not telling him? I think he's not listening, really yeah. not listening to what's going on. Um, Anthony scored a goal, made a goal. That's it. Everything else, everything else was the same. Yeah. You saw nothing different to what you normally see in a Premier League game. So in theory, Newport County, you know, didn't, you know, done what they've done and they just made a player who has been ordinary look just as ordinary. I feel sorry for for Hoyland. Really, really sorry for him. Wrong, maybe the wrong thing to say, but the lad cannot work any harder than what he does. He works hard physically and he must be just working just as hard mentally because I think any other player would have been throwing his arms around, yeah. would have been going around demanding more, would have kicked opponents in anger because of 
the fact he's not getting the ball. There was an opportunity in the first half when Ganacho's gone down. The counter-attack from the own half get goes out. I'm trying to think who knocked the pass through to um, Ganacho. And he tries to shoot. When I say the angle was acute, you couldn't get it more acute if you tried. And Hoyland's at the far post. If you put a five-meter circle around him, circumference around him, it was incredible. And you could see his arms go up like that, saying, you know, common sense says to do that, to shoot across the keeper, at least if you're going to shoot, so he can palm it out into the middle of the goal, given the angle he's at. He doesn't even do that. It's just, you know, and and people have got to start understanding that, yes, you want your individual players, especially the homegrown ones or the ones who, overseas ones who have start, been there from a young age and lived their life Manchester County. You want them to do well. But at some point, you have to say, no, he's got that wrong. He's not playing well. Maybe he needs a breather. Maybe he needs to take him aside for someone to talk to him about the game of football. But it's not played just by one individual. And I think the word that's come, that's been used a lot in social media regarding players at Manchester United, not, not the players, the people who are supporting them, they're called fanboys. They're yeah. supporting the individual rather than a team. And you, you would have said this to me six months ago. I would have been going, what's that about? What's that about? And now I'm starting to say, it's not only Manchester United, it's every team. The yeah. moment you have an opinion, I'm going to call it an opinion because an opinion can be anything. Yeah. It can be, it can be something positive. It could be negative. It could, you know, which is called be criticizing, but you are allowed to criticize players. You try and be as constructive as possible, but effing and jeffing at somebody is not really an opinion. But I just believe that everything I've just said there about Ganacho, you can't use, people can come out and say it a lot better than what I can use better words. I speak as I am, and I think there I can't, I couldn't hit the nail on the head anymore. So what I've done there already about him, he needs to be taken aside. I don't know if the manager has tried and he's not listening to him. I believe that's what's happening because the manager cannot keep playing him that way. Yeah, what's happened to um, De, um, De, what's his name again? Delano, um, Diallo, um, yeah, Diallo. What's happened to him? Made a Good substitute appearance against Nottingham Forest. Where was he to get the opportunity now on the right-hand side, you know, maybe to play? Or even on the left-hand side, he's technically better. He see he sees passes quicker than either of the wide players because I was sitting there last night with my wife watching the game. She's a big West, big West Ham fan. And I turned around and I said to her, the front three at West Ham would serve Manchester United better than what the front three of Manchester United. And I'm not being disrespectful to Hoyland, but those three play together. Yeah. West Ham look a 50% better team because they've got a front three who are intelligent and play with each other. Yeah. Let me... Which is... Go on, sorry, Ryan. No, no, no. It's a, it's a good point to jump in. Uh, Johnny says, good morning. hope you're doing well. I think the, the thing with me, I, I think you're right. And United... The penny has to drop with that for United to kick on. And and you can see with certain players, and we'll talk about Rashford a little bit later, but he's one where it doesn't look like the penny's dropped, where everything 
especially in moments of difficulty, everything becomes about him. He tries to get himself out of it. Where historically, I mean, especially at United, the point is about the team. It has to be always about the team first and foremost. And I think it Garnacho is a curious one. And, and when I say this, um, I'm not at all associating his trajectory in the same kind of way. But I remember um, 18, 18 years ago, and even then it feels like it's recent, Ronaldo and Rooney in cup games against Exeter and against um, Burton Albion, where we drew, I think we drew nil-nil in, in those games, and they took us to to replays. And, and Ronaldo and Rooney were around at the time, and we are getting frustrated with them. And then a year or two later, they're making better decisions in better areas. And I agree completely with what you're saying about Garnacho's decision-making. I think um, the thing that struck, struck me, and I, first of all, I, I thought he was kicked in one incident about 10 minutes. It was before the second goal, after the first, but before the second. And he was kicked, and um, Danny Murphy on commentary had said something like, he doesn't even look like a... Oh, he, he made a disparaging remark. First of all, that he dived, which well, he had... trying to do that all game. Yeah, but and then the second one was like making a comment about him not even being a footballer at all. But um, the thing what Fergie always used to say about players is you watch them for the reaction. It's not necessarily like the Bruno kind of reaction, like rolling around. It's whether or not they've got the bravery to pick the ball up and go again. And he did have that. And the first sort of 15 minutes, I think he got carried away by seeing United score two early goals. And he thought I could fill my boots and get a hat trick here or something. And he was trying that too hard. And then, and then, like you said, he came up against a fullback who who was just as quick, if not quicker. And he found it difficult. When obviously, it's a very obvious solution to that is that you pass and move around the players, and then you create space for yourself that way. Those things he still got to learn for himself. Maybe that will come. Maybe he needs to be told that by the manager. Um, but I mean, we'll see with that. But it is, I mean, you look at other players and you think it's not being knocked out of the other players. Like, we still got a few players who are doing things, um, banging their head against a brick wall, doing things, trying to find solutions that they're not capable of doing. And like, we, we've seen it too many times with too many players. Um, well, a couple of things I mean, Hoyland, don't want to talk about it too much. There's no real need to talk about it apart from the fact it was a tap in, hopefully, good for his confidence. The one good note. Apart from all of that, Paul was Kobe Mainu scoring um, a beautiful finish. It was such a good finish and kind of like unexpected in the way that he took it so sharply and it went caught the goalkeeper by surprise as well. But the the accuracy of it was just perfect and the way that he settled into first team life. You hope that he just continues that um, smart economy of the way that he plays because again, I mean, a, a finish like that was just phenomenal. There's no, there's no doubt he's gonna, he's gonna carry on. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a, a good player. You know, already, he's, already you can see he's gonna be a good player, and you're not gonna know how good he's going to be really for United until United step up a level as a team. That's yeah. when you find out how far he's gonna go when he's playing. Then maybe with the right people around him to see is he gonna evolve when that happens. The finish says it all really about, well, both the goals really. Bruno's goal was a good goal, which was hit early as well. Um, his goal, mainly, was hit very early. Um, and he did catch a keeper out. But after that, and especially in the second half, 
everything was all about going overboard with tough passing in the box, trying to beat one man in the box, trying to beat two men because you're stepping in and stepping in. And sometimes just hitting things early does make a difference. It's like early crosses. Why, why cut back onto your stronger foot when either weaker foot can put in a half-decent ball and, and, and catch people out because they're not expecting it early. A half decent ball. They're, you know, what's what's a great what's a great ball if it's too late yeah. when everyone's back behind it. So he hit that ball early and he did catch a keeper. He didn't wait. If he'd had a touch and had a <clears throat> had a shot and he hit the target, everyone was an unlucky. But because he hit it early, which no one was out there because maybe they didn't trust. I don't know why they wasn't. But he had enough about him and bravery to go and take that on board. He, he could have missed kicked that one. Totally yeah. miskicked it. He could have then maybe lost his composure, felt to you know he's got it wrong, not confident. The way it was, it was, you know, well, you know, a little bit part his hand down there as well, but he didn't. He took it early and he couldn't strike it any better. The keeper didn't see it too late, always curling away. It was absolutely perfect. But then you're looking at everything else that was around him, and there's just not enough players who play with their heads. And when you've got a young boy who plays with his head more than the majority of the players on the field with him. That's a big, big worry. And I do, again, I feel sorry for Ten Hag because he had everyone sitting there waiting to be negative to him. I mean, the commentary was negative towards the club. It was a negative, it was negative towards um, the individual players on the pitch. It was like, this is, this is, oh, it's going great in a moment, 2-2. Oh no, scored a, oh, they scored a third. And it's getting worse. Then the fourth totally killed, really, the narrative of what was what everyone wanted for that yeah. game. You know, the whole thing was just there. Then it was oh, when I look at some of the headlines, a narrow win, and and now it's you know it's it's like virtually, it was like virtually afterwards. It was like Newport County missed five penalties, and United just you know it was it was something like that which. You always expect in certain ways, but the story from Manchester United, which is needed by the majority out there, is Ten Hag sacked. And then the content will come from stories from 2013, again, when Sir Alex retired, and then talk about every individual manager that's happened so they can build towards it. So, yeah. I mean, that's where that's where the club is at this, at this moment in time. No one wanted, a lot of them didn't want United to win that game so they could jump straight in on at the man on the manager and then it, it starts again in the next round of the FA well it started it, it, the next bit can they get knocked out of the FA Cup in the next round but the next league game is even bigger than the last game they played. Yeah we'll get on to the league games in a second. I just want to jump conversation here. Uh, Dan says morning from Glasgow. Morning Dan hope you're well mate um and Sean says how much longer can we keep playing Anthony? I genuinely believe it could cost ten our good job. Curious thing yesterday with Anthony. Um, I know you've already commented on him, Paul, but just a quick one from me before we move on. Um, like Garnacho, you're thinking, oh, maybe at this level he'll, he'll be able to easily beat his man, but then you forget that, you know, running is running and he, he's just not quick enough to do it. So, to, to be fair, you know, he got an assist and he got a goal, but and he was only playing probably yesterday because of the discipline with Rashford and. It's one of those things where you're thinking, is it really as bad as it seems? But then, you know, he's been out a couple of nights in Belfast or something like that, one one night at least in Belfast, and um, he, he got a private flight back and 
and mistraining. Um, and uh, although Tenog was saying it's an internal matter and he refused to comment on it, I mean, all the, the press has already made it clear what um, has happened and we'll assume that that's the case. And it's the second time that this has happened with Rashford in terms of, um, you know, discipline after in situations like this and there, there was picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The talk earlier in the season that he was disgruntled about what had happened to Sancho, but really it's about person by person. And he took a chance, really. What he's done is he took a chance and he's been fairly selfish about it. If, if those reports are true, and if that's the case, then... A, doesn't deserve to be in the team, but B, does put into... Um, it brings into question the bigger picture, really, of, you know, whether or not his commitment to the club is aligned in the right way and whether or not his performances are good enough to justify his place in the team anyway. Um, obviously, yesterday, he, he, you would assume that he would have played and he would have played from the left and Garnacho would have played from the right. That's what Tenoch's been trying to do. Of late, um, and the the um, omission of Rashford means that um, Garnacho went back over to the left, and he's been effective from that position. Don't get me wrong; there's no excuse for him playing poorly. But like you said, Diallo could have played from from the left or something like that. Another solution could have been made. Just another headache when we don't need another headache, and we had we've had returning players like I said Martinez. Oh, it's obvious what a massive difference he makes to the the progression of our play. Um, because even without him in defence, our attacking wouldn't have been anywhere near as good yesterday. Um, but Rashford, it strikes me that you were talking about this just before, and it's funny because we've just celebrated the 29th anniversary last week of Cantona jumping into the crowd at Sellers Park as I celebrated. We we commemorated it by experiencing it. Um. And you think about that, and you think about the fact that Fergie accommodated Cantona because of the unique differences that he brought to the side, and you can't make those kind of allowances for, for Rashford. And um, the question we were having a couple of years ago, and maybe even around the time a year ago when he was in form and you're looking at giving him a new contract, it was kind of like, well, how what's Rashford's value to Manchester United? Is it value as a sellable asset at this point, or is it as, as a player in the team? And that's on his form. So when you're talking about him as, as an influence in, in this kind of ways, 
It's not a good thing, is it, Paul? I mean, that's it's just not a good thing for, for what, what has happened over the last week, especially considering the direction of the club, the negative controversy around the club for so long. It's not a good thing for probably a highest-profile player to be doing what he did. No, and, and he's the highest-profile player because of the amount of money he's earning. That's, that's why he's high, highest profile. When you look at it, to be where he is, um, the status he's got at this moment isn't about isn't actually about playing football, to be perfect. And there's a lot of it come about was that period of time when no one could really go and live a life. Um, and all of a sudden, then it was about feeding kids. That's where we come into that. And then... He's gone and then he scored scored goals. Um, his general play was very, very poor, but he scored goals. People never looked at that situation about how, how he was playing. They just saw the goals, rose tinted glasses. And then he kind of, <clears throat> then he's fell off. Then he's fell off. But still the club felt obliged to give him a ridiculous contract. Use it, and then the excuses were used that, PSG wanted him and so-and-so wanted him. PSG and whoever wanted him have got no money. Got no money. The Premier League have made sure that they're virtually in a certain way bankrupting clubs all over Europe. The only place um, big players can do is, is come and play in this country in the, in the top division here. When you hear players come out and say, oh, I want to play the Premier League because of this and that, Majority don't because they, they want to come here because they know they can get more money than what they can in other respected countries around Europe now. So he wasn't going to go anywhere, but at that given time with the people in charge, they fell in that trap of giving out silly money and silly lengths of contract to somebody now who's a local boy, which makes it even worse, who's adored from where he's from, got a mural up in the wall of him. And then you look at the greater bit of it, of the, the city of Manchester. He was adored by one half of it. Or I should say more than half of it. Um, but he's gone and let himself down. He's absolutely gone and let himself down by the way he's conducting himself. The last thing you'd expect from any footballer, you would expect, is them not to, not to want to work hard. It should be a fact. Yeah. It should be a fact, and you expect it from someone who's born and bred, who's used those phrases, I'm sure, on numerous occasions when he's talked to people, the fact of just to show his, his to everybody, his passion for the city, the town, the city, or wherever he's from. But he's got to let everyone down. And some are coming out going, oh, he's only young, he's only young. And yeah. And I was, you know, <laughs> I had my moments as well, and no one was saying that for me. And I wouldn't want anybody saying it. At the end of the day, I was young. But then you make rash decisions, stupid decisions, and then you have to go, then you have to live by it. But you but you still learn by it and, and it, it doesn't happen again or you don't get caught again. Yeah. And he hasn't learned from that because he's been quite blasé about it and what he's gone and done. And it doesn't matter what anywhere. People know what's gone on. People are trying to find excuses. And the thing about it, the, the manager comes out and says it's an internal matter. And that's the right thing to say in this, in this current climate because no one's allowing you to come out and have your opinion about an individual anymore. 
because he'll get persecuted for that. But then he gets persecuted for saying that because then people want to tell him about Sancho and about Ronaldo. And you think no one's allowing that man to win anything. He's not allowed to speak. If he'd yeah. have just gone, if he'd have said no comment, yeah. oh, he would have been he would have been taken away and someone would have tried to get him in the jail for saying no comment. So he he's not gonna he's not gonna win it. The only way this is gonna come to any kind of conclusion is that Marcus Rashford. I think at some point got to speak up and say something. He's got to come out and say, I've done wrong. It doesn't make any sense to do that because his biggest crime is the fact of he is, I'm gonna, I, want, I was just going to use another word there, but I just suddenly realised that I'm going out there. But he's making his biggest crime and the biggest mistake he is making that he is letting down his teammates. Yeah. And he's got to remember if he is to leave Manchester United or he's going to go out and play for another club, when he goes there, as much as those people's going, oh, it's Marcus Rashford, it's Marcus Rashford, are those players going to trust him? Are the management going to trust him? Has the chairman, owner of the club, if he goes to another club, questioned the manager for bringing someone in like him? And what are the fans going to think when he turns up there as well, when they've seen that he doesn't really want to try and leg for his hometown team? Yeah. Are we, are we, are, have they brought the right players? His attitude right? Well, he hasn't given it for... He's from Manchester. He's poo-pooed on his own doorstep. What's he going to be like when he's here? And they're, they're the things that, are, especially in today's world, which are in people's minds. Fans don't forget anything. Fans can't forget anything because people will bring up things. It just suddenly ends up old bits come up right in front of your face, on your phone, on your iPad. All those bits, someone is, he's, I think one of the things is as well, is that he's not exactly managed by a management company, is he? He's managed by his family, um, which doesn't help any player. Look at, look at um, Neymar. Man, you know, look at his issue. Look what happened to Ronaldinho. Two players, and there's more players, but those two come to mind, managed by family. If you're managed by a management company, they would they would actually, in a way, try and tell you what you're doing. Think about this. Think about that. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. But I can say that 99% of them will say, I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. But when it's family, and it's... <laughs> Well, family will take without asking, thinking they can. Or family will just turn around and say, oh, you'll turn around and say, no, come on, come on, we're brothers. We're right. I'd talk that one out. Easy to just, especially when you've got things coming into you that makes your life easy as well. So he's not helping himself. And he needs someone who's going to kick him up the jack seat and put his life in order because it's going to go very, very quickly. As much as what he's doing now and he thinks it's great, a private, a private jet, back from Ireland, goodness sake, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Um, There's two perfect, perfectly good bucket airlines that will get you back and forth. And and the people you mix with on the plane, they're quite nice people. They're not going to offend you or say anything. They're mostly being all of you. Go and enjoy those moments, but don't think that you live in this plastic bubble, which the media have made around you, because he, because he hasn't gone and done it as a footballer. That's the bit. Go and do it as a footballer and you'll get everything you want. But if he wants to live in this bubble because the media put him in that bubble, not not his football, the media, then 
he's going to have not an enjoyable life after the game's finished. Because that's when, that's when you kind of need everybody when all that's gone. Because so many people disappear when it's gone. Yeah. I think, like, the thing is as well, like, first of all, the point about his performance against the behaviour, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a race against time as far as that's concerned. You can't afford that many when you're leading by example. And he's not the captain, but he as a, a prominent figure at the club now. He is leading by example, um, especially because of, I said, the earlier part of his career where he was um, um, setting a, a good personal example in the country with the politics and everything like that. Um, but it's just wrong wrong time wrong time to be doing all this kind of thing and you know you might be right you know people from ireland 99 percent of them are, are beautifully nice but just don't get the same flight as dave because i'm sure he'd be grumbling about something um okay so good point made there at rashford and i i tend to think that the way that this is going it feels like um it feels like it's only heading one way, really, and um, I'm disappointed by that. I hope it. I hope that Rashford um, is the player of a few years ago that he's got some more electricity in him, and that's a contra- uh, positive thing to you. Know? Sorry, Wayne. Sorry, Wayne. Just one little, one little bit. I really hope that it's not in his mind thinking I'm bigger than the manager, and I will see out the manager. I really hope he isn't going down that line because again, just what I just said earlier, the next manager coming in. <clears throat> will know that. We'll yeah. know what he's gone and done to the previous manager, thinking if and I'd hope there isn't another manager, but if it does go that way, which for me would be a shambles if the club went and done that in the current climate. And I'm just really hope but not hope but I but the next manager will come in and first he gets there, he's gonna to want to make his job as easy as possible. Yeah. And he and he shouldn't be if he go there trying to be friends and that way because it doesn't seem to work that way with a lot of these players. If you befriend them, that gives them the opportunity to take more liberties. So I'm really hoping that the club step in and make a statement or something regarding this situation if it is to keep going because as I'm looking now to me, look to me right-hand side, we've got people, everyone knows everything and everyone wants to talk about it. So it needs the club to, the club to turn around and say that they're backing their manager. Yeah. Not 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 don't have to mention the incident, just turn around and just say we are backing him. Words to that effect that he is the manager and he is managing the football side of this football club and the individuals who are involved in that side of the football club. And that's all it really needs to say to just to let every single player know that the the man who stands in front of you, he makes a decision and what he says goes. So you can't go whinging on social media and try and dictate and get all your fanboys to back you and go, look, 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 they're going with me and trying to use a majority to get a person the sack. The only way that person's going to get the sack is the people deem him not good enough because of the tools that he has got in, he's got in front of him. I, I will do the job, but he cannot get the best out of them. So then he can move on. At this moment in time, the tools are not good. They don't want to try and improve. So he is there until such time that he'd be given those right tools and then he can be questioned then. But yeah. can't have individuals. And it's embarrassing. I've never heard player power, that word, those words, I should say, used so often in the last six, in what's been used in the last six months. It's absolutely criminal. 
yeah. how it's, often it's being used. And you can't, and I'm trying to find ways of saying it's wrong, it's wrong. But at this moment, there's so much being chucked out. You have to believe in it now that players, because they earn a bit of money now, and because they've been given more kudos by the media to make them believe they're better and bigger, managers are losing control. I, I think it's just perfect point there, Paul. And I, I do think one of the things that should be pointed out to players, and I don't know if anyone ever has, there is not, there is not ever one case in history, in football, in football history, at any club, in any country, where there was a good result of player power winning. <laughs> it just It's never happened. There's never been a case of a player being bigger than the manager and that being a good thing for a football club. It just it hasn't happened. Um, even if people say, oh, it's the right decision for a manager to get sights and everything like that, it goes back to the Sancho thing. You know, There's no good consequence that would have come out from Tenog backing down. He would have immediately lost all his authority and all the players would have run roughshod quicker than what they seem to be already. Uh, just a couple of comments on, on Rashford before we move on to the next games. Johnny says a per- player's personal life is their business, unless it impacts on the club, which Rashford has. He should know better as he's a local lad who surely knows the values and history for sure. I think that's fair. And Sean says if Rashford's numbers and performances were as good as his wage suggested, uh, fans wouldn't mind so much. Yeah, I mean, last season you were talking more about his performance, which you know I generally agreed with, but I was allowing the goals to paper all the cracks because if he scores 30 goals a season, then that's the contribution. You don't have to worry too much. In this kind of case, you obviously do have to worry. Um, so two two games coming up this week, Paul. Wolves on Thursday night, because everyone likes a Thursday night game of football. Um, you can knock us out, make sure that we're not in the Europa League, but Thursday nights will return in some form. They were very good at Old Trafford. They've been quite good all season, and they've been really good since Christmas. Again, under Gary O'Neill, he's doing such a good job there. They were tipped, I would have said, in considering the chaos before the season started, um, they were probably tipped as a favourite for relegation. And now, I would say, well, definitely not a favourite for relegation. Um, they've formed since Christmas. They defeated Chelsea in the league on um, Christmas Eve, I think it was. Then they won by uh, three goals, 4-1 at Brentford. Never an easy place to go, and they absolutely decimated them. And the 3-0 win against Everton, which was very, very thumping indeed. Decent 0-0 at Brighton. They've done well in the Cup, obviously, so they've got a really good run going on. Um, going to Molyneux. United haven't had an easy time there in the in the years since they've been back in the Premier League, and it's not going to be any easier on Thursday night, is it? No, it's going to be difficult. I was um, just reminding me as well. I mean, I forgot about it, but I was up. I did Brighton, Brighton Wolves. I did that game, and Wolves are, are a high energy team. They're a good side away from home. The way they play on the counter with three, two very clever players. Yeah. Um, and one of them, Cunha, who goes up and back, back and forth. I should say. Um. Not a great, not not renowned for scoring goals, but he's got high energy. If you remember him at Old Trafford, was it? He um, started that first game. Yeah. He was absolutely fantastic for Wolves, wasn't he? Those runs, those deep runs he was making, yeah. it was just opening up the back four, and it was quite embarrassing. To Perthy on this, it could have been about three, four times he burst free and burst through, and it was just, it was. 
he should, you know, they, they could have been three, four down in the first half, and then he's missed a header at the far post where it was, you know, it was harder to miss. But they have got something about him. Gary O'Neill has really turned them around in that sense. The yeah. fans are enjoying what they're seeing, the football they're playing. Defensively, they're very strong as well, very well organised. So it's going to be a difficult game. Again, United have got to get players on there who are willing to work hard because it's going to be, it's, it's a game of endurance against them. And it's about the ones with the, with the mindset, the fitness of mind, who will kind of prosper from that game. Yeah. And everything they showed against Newport when it got back to 2-2, when it got back to 2-2 and they had to defend them for a while to stay in the game, they're going to need that times five and and in abundance, to be perfectly honest, when they go there, where everybody was looking forward to coming there for United, Manchester United to come to their ground, which it was. It was, it was like a, everybody was there. It was like a party for most people, standing up, standing outside just to get around the coach and give you a little bit of grief. But you knew they wanted to come and watch watch you play. Those fans are all turning up expecting to win. Yeah, that's the yeah. difference now of Manchester United this season. 23-24 yeah. season. It's, we're turning up because we believe we can beat Manchester United. Especially the away games that United have been playing for sure. That's that's true. Um, and Wolves will be like that. I mean, was it Santos who was the Nuno when he was manager for, for years in United? He was, games against Wolves, since they've been promoted this time round, have just been absolutely horrible. And mm. He had the feeling once he moved on that they might get better. They have not. Um, the the game, the first game of the season was absolutely dreadful, and I'm not looking forward to. But n- neither am I really looking forward to seeing um, us play West Ham at the weekend. Um, another team with a great recent run, beaten in five in the league. A team that you see a lot of Paul. That in, that beaten run, by the way, includes the victory over ourselves, the very impressive victory at Arsenal. Um, they were a little bit disgruntled by the nonsense that happened at the end of the game at Bramall Lane, but in, in general, it still kept the, the good run going. Five, five, unbeaten, five or six, five unbeaten in the league. Um, and David Moyes, like you mentioned, that front three earlier, this team that plays in unison with each other, there's a lot of... Um, well, it's a team that plays as a team against a team who have got a bad track record as playing as as individuals, whereas last season they were playing as a team. There is the potential in the game against Wolves on West Ham that, you know, Casemiro and Martinez with these minutes behind them will be a little bit more oiled. They'll be better in the groove and it'll make a better impact on United's performance. They're going to have to be good to get maximum points in in these two games against Wolves and West Ham. You know, it's games you wouldn't normally expect United to be really, really struggling to, to... sort of bring on but I mean yeah West Ham are going to come to Old Trafford um, I can't I don't think they've they're, they're probably a team who don't have a recent win at Old Trafford in the league at least I know they won in the League Cup um, but they are they probably fancy the chances at Old Trafford they might fancy their chances but David Moyes won't play in that fashion oh he'll, yeah he's, he's always, he, yeah, he'll always he's always looking to Say we're we're not going to concede, which is, you know, which is a massive, a massive gripe with West Ham fans. Really, they just they want to try and be a little bit more expansive and 
They're a little bit in midfield, they're a little bit lacklustre. They haven't got great pace in Ward Prowse, who's made a massive difference, who a player I respect even more. I've seen him now and he's left Southampton and he, I can see how, how good a player he is. Yeah, Leaving Southampton was a big thing for me. I didn't think he'd want to leave. I thought he'd want to stay there, be, a, be another Matt Letizier, but he's proved slightly braver than Matt Letizier. He's left there and he's proved himself that he's a good player. It's not just about dead balls. He's a good football player. They've got Socek in midfield, who's who's the Czechoslovakian, the old Czechoslovakian version of Fellaini. David Moyes loves a Fellaini kind yeah. of body shape. He's six foot five, can't run. Terrible runner, um, athlete, I should say. Doesn't really touch the ball. Doesn't touch the ball until such time as a free kick or a corner. But initially, I, I, earlier I talked about the front three, but Paqueta won't be fit. He's struggling. He's got a yeah. need, so I think he's got a few weeks. But Kudos will be back playing, who's a wonderful player. Kudos must have been hiding in the stands when Ten Hag went looking for a wide player. Must have been, because then he come back about, I don't know where that, don't know how. Some, some, some They must have hit him and said, no, don't want him to go to Manchester United because it's incredible. Yeah. How... He got passed by for Anthony because he's a wonderful footballer, all rounds wonderful footballer. If I was playing and he was on my side, and thank God he loves playing to the right-hand side, I wouldn't want to be up against him because he's quite pacey. But when you, if you just, anything you win against him, he'll be trying to get back at it straight away. He never gives in and he can score goals, score. And he's a good striker of the ball. Bowen, you know Bowen, work ethic again. They do not stop up on that front line. And the longer they stay in the game at nil-nil, you think they're going to nick something from a dead ball or from the fact of Bowen, two wide players, him, Bowen and Kudos, who never stop working. They run across the line. They make those diagonal runs, a bit like Andre used to make for a straight ball. They're very, very good in that situation, but more so away from home when they'll sit back and they counter very quickly. So they've got a difficult game there, but Martinez or Martinez, which it's been that long, I, don't, I think he's a Martinez. Um, him coming back, you could he he would make a difference. He does make a difference. I've been saying it saying it for ages about yeah. him, and he and he proved that comes in a game like that, and it was easy to come in and you know the man sitting there for World Cup medal and all that. But he played the game as he plays every game. Every game was exactly the same to him. And you need those players. So it is good that he's back. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that the manager can just get everything else right, really, and get the right players on a pitch before these next two games because he, because he can't keep persevering with those two players out wide. He just, in my opinion, that's United's, United must have the weakest, maybe, maybe in the bottom five, for wide players in the Premier League because they get nothing from He might have to change his style, but it's no point having two wide players who are never, ever going to put the ball in the box for somebody to get on the end of it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be learning curve for those players, learning curve for United, and it's going to be a very, very tough week to get that education. Yeah, Wolves and West Ham. Um, yeah, you won't be sitting here thinking historically that this is going to be a very tough week, but it definitely promises to be. Um, Paul and I will be back next week to talk about those games. Hopefully we'll have some more enjoyment than 
Um, I'm anticipating um, Monday will always be enjoyable talking to Paul, of course. Um, if you've been watching on YouTube, if you can like and subscribe if you don't already. If you've been listening on the audio podcast, if you can drop us a review on there, we'd really appreciate it as well. Hopefully we'll get Dave back next week. I think he's been up celebrating some American football nonsense that happened instead of, you know, a proper game, but what can you do? We all know about Dave. He'll be backwards. We'll be back next week, guys. Um, stay safe, stay well, and thanks for listening and watching. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.